y'all. Welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus Podcast, hosted by Tara McAdam and Kelsey Hamrick. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone, and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, questions, prayers, and eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, folding the 10th load of laundry, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. Hey guys, it is so good to be back recording for season three of the podcast. I mean, Mm -hmm. I honestly cannot believe that we are already in season three. I truly, Kelsey, I enjoy doing this ministry with you and I hope you know that and it really is an honor. It is for me too. I am always just praying that this ministry continues to bless those who listen and, and I'm just so thankful that God has given us this opportunity to encourage other women in this season of our lives where it is so difficult to fully serve um, outside the home because we are serving inside our homes. That's right. Well, you know, to kick off season three, something that kind of weighed heavy on Kelsey and I's heart for months now is just this topic of servanthood. Mm -hmm. And I think really since our episode back in season one, when we spoke with Mr. Pat McGahee, he just talked about the life of a Christian is all about dying to self and living for Christ. And Mm -hmm. I've definitely heard this before multiple times. This is not a new thing. But at that particular moment in my life, I think, you know, God used Mr. Pat to really speak to me. And since then, God has used multiple Bible teachers, pastors, podcasts, books, articles, and even friends to just bring up this topic of servanthood and dying to myself. I know that my life is not my own, but Mm -hmm. just truly living for the Lord is modeling my life after his. And Mm -hmm. that is so hard. It's so hard. But he was the best example of a servant that we will ever have. And I'm just so thankful that he lived out what true servanthood looks like for us. And I definitely think that for us to embrace this life of a joyful servant, it's not easy. And it's definitely been difficult for me to put into practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. What about you, Kelsey? Yeah, the topic of serving has been on my heart too so much. Um, I feel like leading up to this, God has taught me a lot that I don't think I fully understood just because my idea of serving has just been really wrong. Um, He revealed some selfish tendencies that I have by giving me a lot of opportunities to serve lately. So I feel like when we're presented with the opportunity to serve him in some way, we are tempted to first think about how it's going to affect us, you know, Mm -hmm. before we decide yes or no. Even with this podcast, when we first decided we were going to do this, my first thoughts were, well, I'm praying which means I'm going to have a new baby with an unpredictable schedule. I'll be breastfeeding and healing and taking care of a toddler and sleep deprived. (laughs) And I'm already struggling with how busy we are. So this is going to take up so much of my free time. Do I really want to say yes to this? Is this really what we're being called to do? But then I just felt really convicted because we had this opportunity and my decision was being based on how it would affect me instead of how can God use this to affect those who 
hear it in a really positive way. And when I thought about how much the Lord had been teaching me and how excited I had felt to share those things with other people and doing it with my sister who has so much wisdom to share, it felt like a no-brainer. So all of those factors I first considered didn't just disappear, but knowing I was doing this for God's glory and for the encouragement of other women made it a very easy decision. And anytime it's been difficult to keep up with the podcast or I have felt overwhelmed, God has continued to remind me of the impact on others. And it takes every doubt away and it replaces it with gratefulness and joy for this opportunity to serve him in this way. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, I agree in every way. I think convenience Mm -hmm. sometimes is something that we first look at. Like you were talking about, I I looked at myself, is this convenient for me? You know, absolutely. Is this conversation with this stranger convenient for me? Mm -hmm. Is is doing this convenient for me? And you're right. Our lives are insanely busy, but God has laid it on our hearts to do this ministry together. And it is hard and it is tedious, but it is so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, In my D group at our church, we are going through the book of John and it has been so good to go verse by verse and just really dive deep into his word, you know, Mm -hmm. cross-referencing, doing definitions, just really looking at it really closely. And I've read John so many times over the years, Mm -hmm. but it's amazing how God's word truly is living and active and speaks to me differently each time. You know, Hebrews 4.12, God's word is alive and active. And we do a memory verse each week. And one of our memory verses um, for D group was Mark 10.45, which said, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And this verse has just been on my heart. And I can't tell you how many times that I've just meditated and chewed and mulled over Mm -hmm. this verse and repeated it in my head when I'm in the middle of serving and I don't necessarily want to. It's inconveniencing me. It is, you know, something that I selfishly would rather be doing something else, you know. Right. I want to read a verse that most Christians are probably familiar with, but it really has been a visual reminder for me about what serving looks like and what serving also feels like. John 13, 12 through 15 says, when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. He lays it out so clearly here through his actions and his words. At this moment, Jesus wasn't concerned about what does everyone think of me doing this right now, or I really don't want to wash everyone's nasty, stinky feet. Okay. (laughs) He just did it. He saw there was a need that he could meet. And instead of making excuses, he met the need. We let ourselves get in the way so much. We see a need that we could meet. And instead of just meeting that need, we make excuses and we come up with so many reasons for why we shouldn't. But here we see the most perfect example of what we should do. That's right. You know, we let others and what and what others think of us or what they may think or say kind of a lot of times dictate whether or not we're going to do something as well. You know, yeah, exactly what, like and even uh, opposite of that, what what is someone going to think if I say no to great opportunity? Right, right. Or they think less of me because I say no. You know, there's mm-hmm. some ways to look at that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I have just not been the most joyful or pleasant servant to be around um, at times, you know, and it's 
interesting, you know, how when you're trying to teach your kids things, God always uses what you're trying Mm -hmm. to teach them to also teach you something. We have four kids. All of them are six years old and under, and we're learning to obey. We're learning to submit to authority. And this has been an issue in our household. Jeremy and I try to teach our kids to obey right away, all the way, and with a happy heart. Um, We didn't come up with this, but we loved it, and we've tried to use it in our home. But God has been convicting me lately that most of the time I am obeying right away and all the way, but not always with a happy heart. Mm -hmm. I have had a grumbling, complaining spirit. And the Bible says, do all things without grumbling or disputing. And that's from Philippians 14. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just say do some things, do the things that, you know, Tara doesn't want to do without grumbling. And, you know, it, it says do all things. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it so many times on how much heart posture matters and what you're doing. It doesn't matter what it appears like on the outside. It's what's on the inside. The Lord knows. Mm-hmm. You know, I had two opportunities come up in the la- in the past few months for me to serve at our church. One was in childcare, and the other was on the benevolence committee at our church. And I'll just be completely transparent and say my first my first thoughts on working in childcare were not the best. I love kids truly. All of my friends know I just enjoy playing and having fun right alongside kids because I think they have the best imaginations and it's so much fun. But my first thoughts were, but gosh, you know, I stay home with my kids 24 seven. And when I'm at church, it's the one uninterrupted opportunity I have all week to fellowship and worship. And I really just don't want to give up my one day. And keep in mind, I have young kids who get sick a lot. So during this season, we were lucky to be able to even make it to church. Mm -hmm. So then I almost just reluctantly said yes, but I stopped myself from doing that too, because I felt like that was wrong. To agree to serve for the purpose of not making myself look bad by saying no, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And and I couldn't say yes if I didn't truly want to be there with those kids, because then I would be doing them a disservice. And it took me a few days of praying and having lots of conversations with other mamas and hearing their perspectives to realize that any time that we serve, it involves sacrifice. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to give up something that we want for the benefit of someone else. Mm -hmm. But to sacrifice my one day so that another mom can have her time to fellowship and to worship is absolutely worth it. So when they asked me to join the Benevolence Committee, I thought, Lord, me? Are they sure? Did you put them up to this? (laughs) Because don't I have like a billion things on my plate as it is? But then I realized I was asked to do it for a reason and I'm perfectly capable to do it. So I'm gonna. And I'm so glad for the opportunity to be able to serve the Lord in another way, knowing that he's gonna sustain me on the days that I feel unable to do, quote unquote, all the things. We make serving so complicated because we are just internally fighting so hard for what we want instead of just surrendering what we want and just chasing after what God is asking us to do. You're right. You know, I think my heart posture, like you said, you were you were kind of at war within yourself, within your yeah. mind and, and within your flesh of like, well, this is what I'd rather be doing. And, right. And, and just really evaluating. And, and I think seeking 
seeking counsel from those that you trust and love um, is something wise to do when your flesh is kind of pulling you in a different direction mm-hmm. or even just your internally like what is the right thing to do and so I think that that it was a really wise thing is to seek counsel from those um, that you trust around you um, about your heart posture in in the saying yes or saying no mm-hmm. um, but we have to trust that God will change our heart um, to align it to his instead of forcing it one way or the other right but I definitely know that my heart posture is not always in the right place I am constantly thinking of myself and what I want to do and when I'm interrupted which we did an awesome episode <laughs> about interruptions so go back and listen to that um, but when I am interrupted constantly throughout my day and hardly ever get anything done for myself um, mm-hmm. or you know I hardly ever have the quote-unquote me time right I start to loathe this work that God has placed before me instead of viewing it as a blessing mm-hmm. and I know that Jesus had hard work placed before him every day he grew up as a carpenter's son he grew up and learned that practice and it takes discipline to be a carpenter it takes patience to be a carpenter and you get your hands dirty and lots of splinters so yeah. <laughs> you know like he knew what hard work was and he was faced with sharing the good news with stiff-necked calloused hearted deafened ears people um yeah. every day and yet yeah. he did it gladly in yeah. day in and day out and he was constantly interrupted and I don't know that Jesus ever got me time truly yeah. I mean he was either praying sleeping eating or teaching right. and he was joyfully facing the daily tasks God the Father had placed before him and he did all of his work as a servant who willingly obeys with a heart of gratitude towards the work ahead of him and I desire to have that same heart whether it mm-hmm. is changing a diaper whether it is reloading the dishwasher again whether it is making another meal plan and grocery list for the week whether it right. is you know meeting my husband at the door when he gets home despite I'm in the middle of doing something that I've been waiting to do all day it doesn't matter what it is but just to to do it with a heart like Jesus yeah and that's the thing why we are doing something is equally as important as what we are actually doing because serving isn't about us looking good or not looking bad it isn't about what we gain from it or about what we lose from it in fact it isn't about us at all it's about others and using our time and our resources to do whatever we can to help those around us even when it's not easy or even when it's not convenient at all do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you look not only to his own interests but also to the interests of others have this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus and that's Philippians 2 3 through 5 Jesus didn't live or die for himself either one mm-hmm. it was all for us because of his love for us and he was able to do that because of the love of the father mm-hmm. I love those verses you know I am called to live a life like Jesus I am called to be an ambassador for him in the world second Corinthians 520 mm-hmm. one of the ways that he wants us to reflect him is by loving God with our whole heart soul mind and strength and loving our neighbor as yourself not you know Luke 10 27 it's also in Matthew we must love God and we must love our neighbor and serve them with a willing grateful joyful attitude no matter the circumstance or the situation you know I imagine that Jesus was never annoyed while serving with other people he was you know you got to think about like how tired he was all the time from healing and from teaching and when the children ran up to him 
them. The disciples tried to stop them, but Jesus said, let them come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark 10, 14. The Bible never talks about Jesus serving out of an obligation. Right. He willingly died on the cross. He was not forced to do that. He wanted to. He knew that that was the cup that the father had for him to drink. Despite, he said, if there's any other way, he was still willing. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to for our redemption and for our restoration for him unto himself. Yeah. Because Jesus came to earth and experienced the same sufferings that we have experienced, I try to relate myself to him all the time. But then all the time I am reminded of how much I need him because I am so unlike him. Mm-hmm. It's so countercultural to think of others before ourselves in this way. I see so much self-care, self-love, self-acceptance all the time. If it has anything to do with taking care of yourself and your needs before others, then it is for sure on the internet. But if it has to do with taking care of the needs of others and putting aside yourself, then it's for sure in the Bible. I'm not telling y'all to ignore your own needs. We've talked in the past and given examples of Jesus taking time to rest during his ministry and even saying no to some opportunities. But we have to pay attention to his reasoning for saying no. First, he is God. So he for sure knew what the plan was. Right. But my application for us would be that his reasons for saying no were not selfish reasons. He didn't say no because he didn't want the long journey or to deal with a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. He said no because he was serving somewhere else. We can't say yes to everything. We have our limitations. But the point is, if we have the opportunity to meet a need and we are able to, then we shouldn't say no because of selfish reasons. Right. And only you are able to discern in your own heart whether you're able to say yes or no to an opportunity to serve. And that reasoning is between you and the Lord because he knows when we say no for a selfish reason, just like he knows when we say yes for selfish reasons. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, and what does the life of a joyful servant look like? One that appreciates and is grateful for the work God has placed before them, Mm. whether it is a nine to five job, a part-time job, a nighttime job, a stay at home, full-time job. We all have work God has specifically placed before us. We are to embrace that God trusted us with this work and no one else. He placed you in that workplace for a reason. He placed you in that classroom for a reason. He placed you as a mother to those children for a reason. He Mm -hmm. trusts you and chooses you and to do that work. He chose you to do Mm -hmm. that work. Are we being faithful and thankful of the work that he has given us? Mm -hmm. A joyful servant is joyful because of the mastery that they serve. The work may be hard, dirty, exhausting, lonely, and even sometimes seem impossible. But a servant always remembers their master during the work. The Mm -hmm. master is the motivation behind the obedience and behind a a heart posture of joy. You know, serving our children is some hard work sometimes. Talk about a sanctifying process. Amen. These little people, they are so special. Um, They can be some little stinkers too sometimes, you know. Yes, they can. I saw something the other day. I think I sent it to you. Is about how, you know, the whenever the little people you make bully you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it really feels that way sometimes. But seriously, trying to help regulate emotions every single day with kids who get upset over the craziest things feels like an impossible task. You know, would you like a pe- peanut butter jelly for lunch, babe? No, ma'am. I'd like a turkey sandwich. I make the turkey sandwich, hand it to her, and then I don't want a turkey sandwich. I want peanut butter and jelly. Like, what in the world? This is okay. what my hands yeah. do. Like, first of all, eat it, okay? 
Okay. Say thank you. Thank the Lord too. Okay. For the sandwich and for me. It's so hard to not get frustrated. And it's so hard to enjoy that. Because like who who enjoys their kid disobeying them? Not me. Or or not being thankful or hearing them say or do something mean. You know, parenthood Mm -hmm. is like this roller coaster of emotions, but it goes back to serving, including sacrifice. You know, we Mm -hmm. sacrifice our time, our sleep, our feelings, and sometimes our careers to serve our kids. But the reason can't be because of what we get out of it. Right. The reason we serve our kids is because we love them and we are so blessed that we are able to love them and everything we give up is so worth it. So true. And it's not even a giving up. It's a God has something better. Yeah. The 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 work he's placed before is so much better. You know, mm-hmm. think back to that John Piper quote, the kid playing with mud pies wanting to eat the mud pies. Yeah. And they're like, come on in. There's a feast. There's like real pies. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm I'm fine. I'm content. It's like, but what God has for us is so much better. Yeah. And if we just trust that. And you go know, for it. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, does that mean that every day we're walking around, you know, big cheese smile emoji and <laughs> right. we, you know, we we don't have those moments of pain, those moments of sadness, those moments of anger. You know, I think that we have seen clearly in scripture, Jesus experienced all sorts of emotions and yet it didn't lead him to sin. Mm-hmm. We see multiple people in the Bible and through their story and their narrative that we're able to read that they experience all sorts of emotions. Um, and so with that being said, you know, we are talking about the life of a joyful servant and we understand that every day there can be days where it is hard to see or or hold on to that joy. And so, you know, real pain and suffering is there. And we know we, we Kelsey and I both yeah. have experienced it in various seasons yeah. and in various days. And so I, we hope that you don't take this as our listeners that, you know, just put your, put your smiley face on and go with it um, yeah. and, and not be real. I mean, everybody has an inner circle. Everyone has those, their go-to people. And we hope that you have, you know, two to three women in your life um, or your spouse for sure that you can be raw and say, listen, today wasn't good. And I need you to pray for me. And I need you to yeah. speak gospel truth into my life and, and, and remind me of God's goodness, goodness, because today I didn't feel good in yeah. what I was doing for him. And so all that to say, I just wanted to add that little disclaimer in there mm-hmm. is just be real with God and be real with the people that God has placed in your life and yeah. as best you can cling to the hope and joy that he provides. Um, but every day, uh, every Wednesday, I get an email in my inbox titled Wednesday's Word, a weekly devotional from Paul Tripp. Um, y'all know Kelsey and I love us and Paul David Tripp. Um, yes. But he just released a new book called Sunday Matters, 52 Devotionals to Prepare Your Heart for Church. And I am so excited to get this book. I haven't gotten it yet, but I cannot wait. It's like in my cart. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is a quote from his email this week, which he adapted from the new book. And it definitely goes along with what we're discussing today. It says, if you love the giver, then you will love his will, prize his commands, seek his glory and trust he will meet your need. Mm -hmm. If you love the giver, then you will surrender your allegiance to your little kingdom of one and Mm -hmm. give yourself to the greater purposes of his kingdom. If you love the giver, you don't demand that he serve you, but you make sacrifices in service of him. If you love the giver, your life is not shaped and directed by today I want, but by what does God want of me today? What a beautiful and perfect quote to end the episode. Not today I want, but what does God want of me today? 
so much of our discontentment and burnout comes from feeling as though we aren't being served enough by ourselves or by other people. So shifting our lives to what we are able to do for others will take the focus off of ourselves and contentment in God will follow. So before we say goodbye, we're going to ask a get to know you question. Um, So Tara, I feel like your whole life, people always ask you, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? And over the years, I feel like that answer usually changes. So can you tell our listeners what career options you saw for yourself and then what degree you ended up having? Sure. Yeah. Um, So I think when I was really little, I wanted to be a veterinarian because I've Mm -hmm. always loved animals. My first word was dog. Um, You can ask my nanny about that. Uh Um, You know, and then I think at some point along the lines, um, I, I don't know if it was middle school or high school. I just started to really appreciate vision and the fact that I had worn contacts since uh, third grade. I got glasses in first grade and I was able to play sports and do art all because I could see. And I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. if I didn't have glasses and contacts, none of this would even be possible for me. So I really, really wanted to be an eye doctor. Mm -hmm. And so my degree in college is biology pre-med. And I attempted for two years to go to optometry school, um, but God had a different plan. And I ended up um, getting my master's degree from Auburn in education and secondary Mm -hmm. education and then taught middle school science for three years in Auburn. And if you'd asked me when I was young or little, uh, you know, you're going to be a teacher. I'd have been like, no, I ain't going to be no teacher. Um, But I loved every second of it. And um, and then a couple years later, God kind of shifted my heart to, you know, lay set these degrees that I had killed myself over uh, aside and to be a stay at home mother to our children. And um, we have four and and now I'm homeschooling our oldest. He's in first grade. Um, The other three are not of school age yet. Um, And I thought teaching middle school was the hardest job that I had ever had because I mean, (laughs) middle schoolers, I mean, y'all know it's a lot of emotion. You talk about emotional roller coaster. Okay. You put yourself in a room with some 12 and 13 year olds. But but being a stay at home mom, I was like, oh man, it's going to be cupcakes and rainbows. I'm going to wear my yoga pants. I'm going to get caught up on my show. (laughs) My laundry's going to stay done. My you know, as stay you stay say in. that, I'm going to take a sip of my cold coffee, okay? That I've already warmed up three times. All right. Yeah, yeah. But for real, like, I thought, oh, it's going to be legit. And then, yeah. like, it is legit, but it is hard. It is hard. Yeah. So, God is using it to sanctify me every day. Yeah. But what about you? What, what, tell our listeners uh, other career options that you saw for yourself and what degree you ended up choosing? I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> I, I remember in kindergarten, <laughs> I have, I literally had, like, a little, it's funny. I had, a, I guess I thought all teachers had glasses, even though mine didn't. But I had a pair of glasses and like a ruler (laughs) dressed up to be a teacher. Um, And honestly, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. Um, A big part of me kind of wanted to be a counselor because I really like listening to people talk about their problems. I just enjoy it. I like helping people in that way. And then I was like, oh, I don't really know how to go about doing that. And then I realized I really just didn't like school. And my mom was like, well, you better pick something. Uh Um, And so I started going for an ultrasound degree. And then after my first year of college, I changed my mind and started to try to pursue becoming a music teacher Mm -hmm. because I loved music so much. So I was like being a teacher is something I always wanted to do. And then music, something I love. And then the Lord definitely closed that door. And so I ended up going back to do ultrasound. And so, and I never thought I would do babies ever. I was like, nah, I don't really care about doing that. And the Lord is like, oh yes, you do. (laughs) And so, um, best, best decision. I loved it. But I also love being at home and getting to do that on the side. So that's right. That's right. Anyways. Okay. Well, we love you guys. 
We're so thankful for you listening as always. And we hope you'll have a great week this week. Yeah, buckle up for season three. We're excited. So we'll yes. hope to see you guys soon. I think we're going to start releasing every other week. So not every Monday. So just that's something on the radar for this season. But we hope to, you join us in a couple weeks. I'll stop the recording. Stop. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast so you can continue along on this journey with us. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple so others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Follow us on Instagram for upcoming content, news about our podcast, and more. Thank you so much for listening, and we are looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.